Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to immerse yourselves in the American Immersion Theater Podcast with your host, Scott Crampton and Anessa Johnson. Greetings, Immersioneers. I'm Scott, the Maverick of Immersion Crampton, and this is my co-host. I'm Anessa, Experiential Theater Fairy Godmother Johnson. Welcome to On Acting, the American Immersion Theater podcast. On this show, we teach you to be a better actor. But to be a better actor, you have to realize it's not just about acting. It's It's about about interacting. interacting. So sit back and relax as we teach you the American Immersion Theater method. I like that, like, literally... We're like nine episodes in, and us trying to say one thing together is not as good as if you had just met anybody else for the first time. <laughs> That's doing okay. This. We're getting better. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so let's kind of uh, jump right into the show because this is going to be a really power packed one. Yeah. We want you to be an immersioneer. All right, so today we're going to be talking about surviving tours, multiple day shows, tech week, and basically the insanity of acting. Yeah. Uh, I have to say that I am, I'm actually, uh, this came up as Anessa's idea, but I'll be honest, I'm nervous because I'm about to go on the road for the longest period of time of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a little over four solid weeks. It's uh, basically five weeks in uh, Europe and the Middle East, which yeah. I'm very blessed and very excited to do. Uh, don't get me wrong, but that's a long time to be on the road. And if I'm being honest, I think I'm going to be murdered. Well, I mean, that is possible. It is our specialty. It is. You do die I, for a living. It's I, like yes. our hashtag. Yes, but I think <laughs> I'm going to be murdered because people are going to just basically find me annoying. Uh, that's my... <laughs> I don't. Know. I just don't have enough of an off switch. <laughs> so, Anessa spearheaded a lot of this, so why don't I let you take this away a little bit? Yeah, so the first thing I would say is definitely make sure you drink water. Lots and lots of water. I am personally guilty of this. I am obsessed with, like, Coke, Diet Coke, soda in general. Um, But that's not good for you. Water helps you stay full, energized, and focused, and it's really important to keep yourself hydrated, especially when you have, you know, multiple events or you're traveling or have stressful situations. Let me tell you a brief story. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is a good example of how one thing can work. And then later on, if you do something slightly different, it doesn't work at all. So I know Justin downs a five-hour energy like clockwork before yeah. every show. <laughs> and that's great if you're performing for two hours and nothing else. Mm-hmm. But if you add stuff to it. So we, I was doing the haunt. So this is back when I ran a haunted house with a volunteer cast. About 100 people. Uh, I'm not going to say all kids, but there's certainly a lot of teenagers mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, young 20s. And Monster Energy pulled up. Mm-hmm. And they gave all of them, all of them a Monster Energy. Oh, dear. Before the show. And we're, this is high-level, like, sweat-your-ass-off performance. <laughs> I didn't mean to swear. Uh, sweat-your-butt-off performance. And they tanked. So it was, uh. the show was absurd. It was dang near, like the scariest show on earth for like an hour mm-hmm. and then by hour three we lost half the cast 
Oh, wow. We, at one point in time, we had 65 of 100 people out <sighs> because they were just exhausted in some way. And even idea, you know, 100 people don't make it through a, a four-hour murder mystery or four-hour haunted house event, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, a high number would be seven. Mm-hmm. And again, 65. Yeah, So that's we were running insane. it on 35 people by the time we hit like hour three and a half. People were like like in bad ways. And it's because, you know, caffeine and stuff, it brings you up, but it takes something away from you. I think mm-hmm. I always feel like if it gives you an hour of energy, it takes away two hours of energy from you later. So I actually don't do any caffeine at all, mm-hmm. uh, period, but especially when I'm on road trips and stuff. I think it's deadly. Yeah, it's crazy how much it can affect your body. Even a little bit of dehydration can make you, like, headachey, fatigue. You can have a really hard time concentrating. It's just really not not good for you. Energy drinks scare me in general. I had a bad experience <laughs> once, so now I just stay away from them. What was your bad experience? I, Were you at the haunt? No, <laughs> no. I was driving. I lived in Chicago, and I'm from Upper Michigan, like way in the Keweenaw. And so I had like a seven-hour road trip home, and my last couple hours I was getting really tired, so I did one of those energy shot things, like the five-hour energies. Yeah, yeah. Still was really tired, so like half an hour later I got another energy drink. Oh, God. And before I even finished it. I was like blacking out, seeing spots everywhere. I could like feel my heartbeat down to my fingertips. I was majorly in a state. I had to call my mom and stepdad and have them drive out and meet me an hour from home so my stepdad could drive my car back because I was like <laughs> dead to the world. The funny thing is when I got to my house, they had redone the floors. They took out all the carpeting and put in this beautiful hardwood floor and they had gotten a bunch of new couches and furniture. But they did this all as a surprise because my mom wanted me to like come in and be like, wow, this is so pretty. You did yeah. such a good job. But instead I was just so like confused that I walked in and I'm like, I'm in someone else's house. I don't even care. I'm going to lay on this couch face down. <laughs> and I laid there for like half an hour before my mom's like, you need to go to bed. So I like army crawled up the stairs and it, haven't drank energy drinks since. Like it's so <laughs> weird because when you live long enough, things become like part of your part of society, right? Mm-hmm. That didn't used to be or yeah. used to be on the outskirts. So energy drinks and energy boosts, they used to be in gas stations and they used to be like these crazy it would be like wolf's blood <laughs> uh, take this pill and it was like it would be like it would be like a picture of a trucker Very it would be enticing. like just for truckers <laughs> and i always look at that stuff i'm like this is so weird it's like poison it would be like snake venom and then eventually yeah. it was just like what if we marketed away from truckers and made it for everybody and then said it's legal for children to have and now like everybody does it and i think it's now so, it's berry and lemon, yes, banana. Uh, it, it's just like in there, like it's just there. Like mm-hmm. Mountain Dew used to be known as the extreme, yeah, uh, and now Mountain Dew is like vanilla, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever. You're there, okay. Back when I didn't have a job and stuff like that, I worked. Well, I guess I had a job because I had this job, but I worked for um, a marketing demo company and I marketed Surge. 
So when Surge came out, you guys remember that. Surge the drink? Yep. It was like, it's Mountain Dew, but even more extreme. Extreme! Yeah. Uh, and I had it all day long. And it, like, it was the most ridiculous demos ever. I'm like, oh, you guys should try Surge. How about Surge? Do you guys like, like some Surge? And I go home. <laughs> and I'd be like, ah. It's like a scene straight out of Yes Man. Yes. That Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So, um, long story short, uh, what you put in your body becomes incredibly incredibly important when you're going for these marathon shows tech week um back-to-back shows that kind of thing um hey don't forget to eat yeah yeah speaking of putting things in your body you need to put food in your belly (laughs) putting (laughs) things in your body (laughs) okay beavis and butthead I was going for Peter Griffin. But oh, that works too. Yeah. I'm sorry. My impression's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so eating. Make sure you eat breakfast. That's another thing I'm really guilty of not doing. But it's so important that you start your day with a meal so that your body is fueled up for the day ahead, especially if you're really busy and going to be on the go. So you could do breakfast sandwiches that you just, you know, they throw in the freezer. You microwave them for two minutes. You're good to go. You can <laughs> And make smoothies, which you can just grab out of the fridge while you're on the go. Smoothies can be really good. I if if it goes in the microwave, I avoid that. Like other than oatmeal, Um, I'm lazy, so I love the microwave. It's (laughs) I love the microwave too. Trust me. Uh, And you should only take. I'm fat, so you should only take so much advice from me on food. But um, I will say that when you're doing marathon type things, like that's kind of what we're talking about here. I will say that breakfast is like the only meal you can control. Yeah. That's one of the hardships. Like a lot of times you end up on the road and you're like, hey, do you guys want to go to McDonald's or Wendy's? Right. It's really all Or Arby's. And Arby's is obviously a joke because nobody would actually eat at Arby's uh, (laughs) unless, you know, they hate themselves. That's a good way to tell if somebody hates themselves. Yeah, they they have the curly fries, though. Don't don't make it try to make it better. This isn't (laughs) what... This isn't going to be a Nessa reach out thing. Um, we understand that you hate yourself a little bit by going to Arby's, but yes, Arby's is like a wrestling match you have with your stomach. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, next one's really good, which is bring snacks with you where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like those power pack like uh, nut bag things. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? Sounds, a lot of them sounds have, filthy, <laughs> but no, a lot have like different kinds of nuts and dried fruits and other little things that are really good for you and. Like, being able to eat small snacks like that can help you re-energize. It also helps alleviate the hanger because I am definitely, mm-hmm. I am not a pleasant person when I'm hungry. It's like those Snickers commercials, you know? Yeah, that's I'm, very true. Those things are, mm-hmm. those are totally true. Um, <laughs> I will say that um, I used to pack peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all the time. And then I packed peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, like, for other people, too. Mm-hmm. Because I found if I just brought one, i like, start eating it and people would be, like, looking at me and I'm like would you like half my peanut butter and jelly sandwich so then I would not act, end up eating mm-hmm. an actual whole sandwich and I'm a big dude so I want a whole sandwich so I'd, I'll end up making like three or four but peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are amazing. I love them yeah there are all kinds of different really super easy and quick three ingredient meals you can just google three ingredient recipes and there are hundreds of options like 
Google it and yeah. you will be happy for days with well, so yeah, many well, things that you can cook with like almost no preparation. Yeah, yeah, and your your highness, why do you need four ingredient meals? Yes, fancy. I mean, what are you, the millionaire? <laughs> are you Thurston Howell stuck on Gilligan's Island? Get three ingredients, max, maybe two. <laughs> maybe two. Why would you need more than three things? Just wanted to see some straight yes. up peanut Put butter. Just three. Yes. <laughs> peanut butter and bread, that's two ingredients. You want jelly? <laughs> Uh, princess, uh. high maintenance. Uh, Dan, Dan brought this up. Uh, yeah, Dan heard again. Our Grand Rapids director suggested bringing slow cookers with you when you're on the road. Um, you could even do that when you're not actually like traveling, but you just have a lot going on at home. Throw in some ingredients either overnight and it's ready in the morning. Throw it in in the morning and it's ready when you get home at the end of the day. Like there is so much you can do with slow cookers. Oh, Dan loves his slow cookers. So yeah, much. he'll straight he up might- bring it to the hotel and like plug it yeah. in, set it all up, go to do a show, come back, and he has his lovely homemade delicious meal. I, I just picture Dan being like finding, being like an urban forester forager you know those mm-hmm. people is like i made a stew from things i found around chicago today yeah i get that but i also picture him in like a frilly apron while he's cooking oh yeah i could see him making it silly. like he'd bring the apron for some reason yeah he would he would make it silly <laughs> um so yeah i think a lot of times the reason that the whole thing is a problem is not the marathon of the acting or tech week it's what you're doing in between so one is waking up not having breakfast. Another is not actually going to bed. Yes, it is so important to sleep. So many people, when they're busy, will be like, it's fine. I'll just, you know, cut back an hour of sleep and I have a little more time to do whatever. No, don't do that. It is bad for you. You need to sleep as much as you can. Yeah, listen to Enough on this. Don't listen to don't listen to Uncle Scott. <laughs> Uncle Scott sleeps right now like five hours a night tops. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, listen to Enough who doesn't look like she's 150 years old. Thank you. That is so nice. <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> tops. Oh, my God. You flatter me. Um, another thing I would say is your mental health is really important, too. A lot of people are not really thinking about that when they're on the go, but it is so important to give yourself breaks and kind of recharge so you're not burning out. Um, something I do when I'm really busy is you can always find even five to ten minutes where you just force yourself to tune out from the performance and do something that's calming for you, whether it's listening to music or watching Netflix or But not reading. during the performance. Not like, during the yeah, performance. Don't watch ne- don't take the ten don't be like, and the killer is and hold on, I'm going to watch 10 minutes of Me Time Netflix. Yeah, that would um, that would not be great. <laughs> but, I, you know, what it is, is it, it becomes this with actors in particular because you have to be so busy as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times the money is not quite there. You can't quite make, you know, and you feel like you're pressured. You end up just crushing everything in. And we're a society right now where we are watching a movie and playing on our phones mm-hmm. like we're doing two or three things I'm very so guilty. we never take the two like we never take that 10 minutes and it all starts from the get-go uh here's how i would describe most actors right before they go on a marathon so the night before they they like remember at like 11 30 oh my god i need a costume or mm-hmm. something like that so then they don't they don't get that sleep that they need so then they 
uh, set a snooze their alarm three or four times. They get like five and a half hours of sleep. They run out the door without breakfast and they're a little bit late. So then they get in the car and they have to rush over to the show. And now since the moment you woke up, it has been absolute anarchy. Mm-hmm. And the only time you have is the actual driving in the car, which is incredibly, incredibly relaxing if you are in our Charlotte, North Carolina troop and <laughs> there is very low traffic. But it's anti relaxing in L.A., New York, Seattle, Houston, Boston. I mean, basically in a troop with a cast, <laughs> you know, where people would go to a show. So it, it, it cycles in itself and then you never have a break. Uh, you get to the show, you have to rush to get all this stuff done. And in reality, just admitting that you have to go to bed sooner, you have to prep sooner, you get, uh, you're going to need eight hours of sleep and just saying, I can't do that extra thing. I can't watch the extra show. I can't do the extra hour online. I can't do that extra hour. I don't have time. And then just leaving earlier allows you to do things like check into your hotel earlier, Mm -hmm. take 10 minutes for yourself, get properly ready with makeup. And then all of a sudden it comes not from a marathon, but it feels more like a relaxing, fun vacation time. Yeah. You can actually like let your brain reset for a minute before you go into performance mode. It's really helpful. And Amber was the one who really talked a little bit about this next one thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amber Lawson, our Los Angeles director, suggested making a goal for after the show. So, for example, um, I'm going to crush the show and then do this. So whether that's we're going to take advantage of the pool at the hotel or we found this really cool place that we're going to go check out or we're going to go get some food. Just make some kind of a plan for after the show that you have to look forward to. The sound of paper turning on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Our next thing was from Corey McElwee in Florida. I'm sorry if I said your last name wrong, Corey. Um, But he said it's really important to stay positive. Sometimes traffic sucks or maybe you don't have as exciting of a crowd as you were hoping for or something. But find a positive way to spin it and focus on that. So if you're overwhelmed... Think about how cool it is that you get to spend your night sleeping in a really cool hotel, in a comfy bed. You get a break away from your everyday life. Um, Think about how cool it is that you get to actually spend your time performing and getting to do that. Yeah, I mean, this is, Mm -hmm. it's so weird because we're often in our dream and then just hoping it's over. I remember feeling that way. Um, with this uh, Coca-Cola show we did. We did this mega Coca-Cola show for, and they they gave us carte blanche to do whatever we wanted. We had a full splatter room room. Mm-hmm. We had a place where we taught people how to detect if somebody's lying. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, had a crime scene room. Yeah. It was this unbelievable <laughs> like show that lasted a couple days. And I remember being like, oh, thank God it's over. And I'm like, why am I thank God it's over? I've wanted my whole life to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. It, it, actors feed off each other's energy much more than 
almost any other profession. Oh, yeah. Very perceptive uh, So people. keeping yourself positive is not just important for you. It's important for the people next to you. Yeah, definitely. And I think you have to have that mindset going in. Just keep some perspective that, like, somebody is paying you, not just paying you from a company perspective, but, like, the customers. Mm-hmm. Customers have work, used their hard-earned money to get you to come out there to perform for them. Uh, in that sense, that's a big honor. I try to think of that before every major show. Yeah. Is just that concept of like, what did they do? How much time did they trade to be able to watch you do your craft? Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing I would say is if you can, and I know this is not always possible, but if you can, take a break when you're done. After you've been through this crazy tour or tech week or the multiple show day or whatever you're doing, give yourself a day or even an afternoon or an evening where you can just be off and relax and do what you want to do and let your brain reset it's so understated how important that is. And every time I do not take a break and I jump into the next thing, I find myself regretting it because just yeah, that so little I, bit can be so helpful. Yeah, the back-to-back tours can be very, very tough. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, I uh, the subtle breaks you take afterwards, some of the best times in my life have been, you know, in the Denny's after the show. Yeah. Like that's always the... You know, some of the best parts, you get that euphoric feeling. Working towards that is important, taking just that time to do stuff like that. But then also realizing that if you burn it to the ground and you're getting leaving Denny's at like 3 in the morning and you have a show the next day, mm-hmm. it, can be, it can be brutal. Um, so what about like when you're on the road? Like what are some tips like just the concept of I have to go to these shows and I have to stay overnight and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, The first thing I would say actually came from one of our actors, Margaret Blackburn. She said, make sure that you talk about things like your sleeping patterns beforehand, you know, so you're not putting your light sleepers with people who snore. Um, Talk about whether you prefer the lights on or off or if you prefer to stay up late or wake up early. Talk about those kind of things beforehand with anyone you're sharing a room with. I like to mention that I will wake up in the middle of the night find a knife and just stab people. That's, That's not a great thing to do, Scott, but I appreciate I'm that you sleep tell stabbing. people. <laughs> sleep stabbing is a common trend. <laughs> well over four out of every seven billion people have a sleep stabbing condition. How dare you judge me for my sleep stabbing? I've never heard of this before. I'm so sorry. I thought um, it was a well, joke. It's Can a you common forgive thing. me? Yes, it's a common thing that I sleep stab. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we try to keep not, we try to keep fake plastic knives, mm-hmm. uh, and, which I can't tell when I'm sleep stabbing. I don't That's know good. if it's real or not. I just know that I'm stabbing. You know, so, I have access to all of these knives that are yes. retractable and you stab yeah, those and the are good. goes in. So I know a guy who can yeah. get those So too. it's important for me to talk through that with somebody and then I <laughs> sleep stab them for a while I, and then I ask them to, you know make sounds like they're dead, mm-hmm. and then, you know, then we're done. But you talked about that beforehand, so oh, they're cool with it. Yeah. So you guys are going to get along beautifully as roommates. Yeah, absolutely. I also think that if you are, like, if you're a snorer, it's considerate to use, like, a breathe white strip, even if it doesn't totally take care of that problem. Um, the breathe white strip or the, um, I'm trying to, a Zipa. Zipas are amazing. They actually do work. One of the odd things in life is if you're a snorer, and you move your uh, bottom teeth forward and look like the wolf man, you cannot snore. 
You physically, your pathway is so open that it's impossible Hmm. to snore. I know that's so weird. And that's what a Zipa does. So they're, I mean, almost 100% effective. So getting one of those, they run like $100. But that makes you a much better uh, sleep buddy, so to speak. And you know, not and you know, not sleep stabbing. <laughs> or if you're the wolf man, actually the wolf man, you don't have a snoring problem, but you do have the you know, become a wolf and kill people. So mm-hmm. maybe ask somebody to chain you down at night. Yeah, I mean that could be helpful. Yep. <laughs> um our, one of our actors, Jessica Francis, had a couple of suggestions as well. Uh, first of all, make sure there's plenty of gas in the car and pay attention to where gas stations are on the road. That's the always worst so stressful. Thing, the worst thing is when you're low on gas and you have no idea where there is a gas station and you are just like dreaming and, yeah. of putting yes. up to that gas station. Yeah. It's so weird, too, because even if you're not one of those people that cares about that, because I'm not, there is always somebody in my car that's like, oh, my God, the gas light went on. Ah, ah. Like the same exact scenario that I would have, like if zombies were real or something like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, ah, zombie. people are like, ah, 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 and like people just almost start crying and you're like uh, like we have like 50 miles and there's always somebody else in the car who's like you can ride it forever yep, and they're doing me. that Kramer uh, thing from Seinfeld where they're pushing <laughs> it to the absolute limit yep, that's um, me. yeah that's, that's me, me too I'm like dude <laughs> the gas light went on only an hour ago I once drove for an hour and three minutes yeah and they're I'm, like then we only have three minutes so like it's yeah it's the optimism you're yeah optimistic. You're like, I, this will be fine. I'm super optimistic out. about gas. I've run out of it twice, <laughs> I think. And both times, I did not learn my lesson because there was no problem. Somebody pulled over to help me within 12 seconds. <laughs> I had one guy, I was literally put my hazards on, pulled over, and he literally pulled right next to me. He was just like the guy right behind me. What's up, dude? But, uh, yeah, and just helped me. <laughs> and so I've never learned my lesson on it. But there is somebody in your car that's going to freak out. So and make also, sure you're filled up. And also, if you actually run out of gas, they're really not going to like you. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> you say we could go this for Yeah. <laughs> Um, another one of Jessica's suggestions was know where you're going and do a little research beforehand. Um, pay attention to the weather and the road conditions. Pay attention to the available food. We had a couple people suggest, actually, you really should pay attention to what kind of food is available because a lot of the time your events are going to be at night. You're going to get out, you know, maybe between somewhere between 9 and midnight. A lot of places are closed then, so check out what kind of options you have. Yes. So you know if you have to bring something. Yeah, people do that all the time. And then the other thing that happens is it's so important to talk to the clients after shows. That's hyper important and they hate you if they feel like you're just rushing out and leaving. Mm-hmm. So um, one, I do sometimes get actual information from the clients like, hey, what's open? And sometimes then you're, they're on your team like, hey, we, uh, you know, we got this place, so this local place is open for another 20 minutes and then they might kind of help you rush out. Mm-hmm. But Ultimately, you don't want to rush out, and you always get that feeling if you don't know what's next. And a lot of times, you don't think of what's next on that show. And that's a huge deal because it adds this end-of-the-night stress. So instead of, like, doing the euphoric, we did it! You're like, I'm going to die if I don't get a hamburger with Mm -hmm. three ingredients only. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, three ingredient hamburger <laughs> works for me. What is that? That would be a bun to one ingredient, a hamburger, like the actual burger patty, and then you could have like cheese sauce or, or pickle, sauce, cheese, a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that was suggested is make sure that you give yourself extra time to allow for bad road conditions. If there's traffic, if there's construction, especially if you live in Michigan. Um, our director, Michaela Hollett, and then one of our actors, Sheila Winters, both suggested it's really nice to be able to check into your hotel early and get to be able to relax for a little while before the show. That, like we were talking about earlier, it's so helpful to just be able to reset and relax for a minute before you're jumping into that performance. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. That I, I'm guilty of never doing that. I never check into hotels beforehand because I never feel like I have that much time in my life. The few times I have, though, man, it's better. Yeah, man, it's better. There's just something, there's something terrible about checking into a hotel at like 11:45. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Or you get past midnight, you feel like, hey, can I have a deal? Or they just kind of feel weird about it. Like the, the hotel, you get the one desk clerk the night guy and you're always like inter- uh, like interrupting him playing pokemon go and he's like oh uh That's serious people. business yeah i didn't <laughs> i didn't realize there'd be people right now i thought i just stayed at this desk got paid magically mm-hmm. and then so you're dealing with him and then you never get to your room fast enough it's nice to just park your car and go to your room to be fair isn't that. that the appeal of the night shift though is that yes. like no one oh, checks God. in at night you don't that's have to a, do anything that's a dream job in my opinion i <laughs> one of the best jobs I ever had, if not the best non-this job I ever had, was working at a parking ramp. Yeah. Because... Uh, like, I got to a point where there's times where I had so few customers that I got upset if I had one. Yeah. I have one, like, in an hour, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I- Nugent. <laughs> I'm so close there. I caught myself. Oh, I'm like, oh, man, I almost finished this movie without any interruptions. How dare you make me do the job in which I'm paid for? And that's kind of like the... Oh, I've definitely had that happen, except the worst thing is that was also when I was a server, and, like, I needed people to come in so that, you know, I could earn tips and earn money for being there because I was paid $2.65 an hour. And I don't know why that is. I was like, why? Why is that I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had one from uh, Jenna McKenna in Phoenix, which is also one of my favorite person names. <laughs> um, so fun tip. If you run into road rage on the way, pull out the costume bag and put on the suspect hats. Then pull up alongside the road rage car and perform various gestures like blowing kisses to them or miming sipping tea are my favorite. Brandon, Kevin, Whitney, and I were lucky enough to use this method on the way to Prescott. That does um, sound fun. That does sound fun. Plus, <laughs> in general, I found that crazy drivers will recognize when somebody's more crazy. And yeah. if you brought hats, you're more crazy. Yeah, that's true. You're more crazy. <laughs> so I hope that gives you an idea. Again, you got to prep for these longer shows like marathons. You got to think of it like that. And you got to decide is this going to be, think of it like a vacation, actually. You know, is your vacation going to be the kind of thing where you are crushing it in? And you're going to have no free time and you're going to leave at the last second, get to Disney World, uh, leave when it closes and never take a break. And how fun is that going to be? Or are you going to be a person that just leaves a little earlier, actually has breakfast, actually sleeps? actually takes some breaks, checks into the hotel early, knows where to go. You know, taking the extra hour or so can 
make a world of difference. And yes, you're short another hour of your life, but then you didn't make those 12 hours or 10 hours terrible. Right. And that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. So do you want 13 good hours or 12 terrible hours? I would prefer the good hours, personally. I would Mm -hmm. prefer 11 really shitty hours. Speaking (laughs) of good hours, if you're on a long road trip... Road trips, sing-alongs, and karaoke were highly recommended. We had, like, between five to ten different people mention that when we talked about um, potential things to talk about today. And there's a ton <laughs> of people. Uh, Detroit crushed it that had a bunch of advice, and we got a lot of these from different so people. Much. What are? Uh, is there any other names that we did not mention that we should mention real quick? That oh, stuff? yeah. Diane Du Russell gave us, like, 20 different suggestions. Thank you, Diane. You are awesome. Um, among them, first of all, shotgun people you you better stay awake and please yes. help navigate. The, the person driving shouldn't have to be also, like, watching the GPS and doing so silently because everyone else in the car is just, like, knocked out. Please help them stay awake. Entertain them. Help them figure out where they're going. That's a good tip. Do you mm-hmm. have any more? <laughs> yeah, she also said something I, I really appreciate. Check your rental car if you have a rental car. Before you leave, make sure it's clean and there is no damage because if you leave and then notice those things, you may be held liable because you didn't tell them about it beforehand. So yeah, please and if do. you damage your rental car, it, it really is terrible, but Anika has to drive out to your home and murder you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she hates driving because she rents cars for a living. But yeah. yes, she's mm-hmm. so nice too. She is. And she's yet, really sweet. Please don't make her angry. We like her. Yeah, yeah. She has the same condition I have. Instead of sleep stabbing, it's awake stabbing. Yeah. Yeah, it's more <laughs> common. Uh, we also had some people suggest bringing board games or card games for the hotel. Yeah. I am obsessed with board games, so I highly support that. And then Jordan Henderson, our Seattle director, suggested on the road trip, have everyone pick out some kind of album, whether it's, you know, music, comedy, whatever. Everyone pick out an album and then take turns playing them. That kind of gives you a chance to get to know each other by learning what they're interested in. And it also helps everyone to feel included while they're on the way. (laughs) That's a great tip, Jordan. Good work. Yes. (laughs) Um, uh, That is great. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful things. So I like to also talk about um, new upcoming immersion type things. So we're going to uh, go for about three minutes on something kind of cool, kind of new. Um, this is something I just experienced. I just went to The Void. Have you ever heard of that? Only from you telling me about it. <laughs> well, let's pretend like it's the first time. No, what's The Void? Oh, my God. I'm so gl- glad you asked, Anessa. Otherwise, the segment would have just stopped. <laughs> and we have been like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, so The Void is um, in downtown Disney in California, so outside of Disneyland. And it's a new thing with Oculus Rift. They teamed with Disney, and they made two different themes with Wreck-It Ralph for kids, obviously. And then they did Star Wars. I did the Star Wars one. Sweet. It was $36 for 30 minutes. And that's an all-inclusive experience, which, to be clear, it's not 30 minutes in the game. It was a, it's a, they're like, it's a 30 minute experience. So the first thing I did was sign paperwork and that took five minutes of my 30 minutes. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That was um, worth it. And then you have to put on the gear, which is another five minutes because the whole, the actual game is probably 15. Mm-hmm. So 
This was very different. I've done a tremendous amount of, uh, you know, of this kind of VR stuff, and I've tried the stuff on my phone, which most people have tried. I've tried uh, some of the big things. I tried the other Orlando Downtown Disney, what they used to do. I've tried the Build Your Own Roller Coaster. I've tried the ones in the mall. And all of them are very hollow. That's really what it comes down to. They're like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm seeing my TV in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I feel like I'm kind of shooting, but not much different. Yeah. This was wildly different. So, really? yes. So you put on a harness, kind of like laser tag, and it's mm-hmm. heavy. Um, and then you put on these kind of VR goggles. You keep them up at first, and they got the actor who plays Poe. Um, to actually talk to you, not actually there, but you know, on TV, right? Right. It would be much cooler <laughs> if it was actually there. And he talks you through a kind of a story in which you're going to be a stormtrooper. Uh, okay. but not really a stormtrooper, you're a fake stormtrooper, you're infiltrating the la- some kind of like lava base, essentially. And then you pick out your stormtrooper color so that you mm-hmm. can identify. And what's the first, the first time you have this cool kind of experience is you put down your VR things and you turn and you look at the people you're playing with and you can see them a hundred percent as stormtroopers. That's so cool. And they're moving. And you can see them as stormtroopers. But we're like, oh, lame, we don't have a gun. Mm-hmm. And they give you a good reason for that. Like, oh, you have to, all the guns are confiscated and you get guns there, blah, blah, So you're like, okay. Um, and you, they have you sit on like a docking thing and they have the sassy robot from episode 3.5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and they're taking it down there. It's fun. It's like she's talking to you and you moving and see... And then the first surprise kind of happened. So we're like, all right, now head through the uh, head through the door, and you get and you see like this kind of lava, this bridge over the lava. Which you know in Star Wars world, there's no such thing as a guardrail, mm-hmm. which is always very interesting. Like there's just no safety concerns in Star Wars. It's like there, it's fine. Yeah, there's always like, hey, we made we made a one person path bridge. Uh, we have infinite technology and apparently infinite metal, um, but. Ah, guardrail, whatever. So we go to walk over this thing, and all three of us go, and we have a Three Stooges moment where we're like, "Ah," and we get stuck in the doorway because (laughs) it wasn't a virtual reality doorway. Despite the fact we saw it, we just assumed it was Mm -hmm. BS virtual reality, which is always what it is, right? Mm -hmm. You just walk through walls and whatever. It was a real door. We hit it. Like, we hit... We hit it. We like hit a wall. We, I physically a walked into a wall because what we learned very quickly is what was there in virtual reality was physically present. Wow. So they they mirrored the idea uh, in that. That's why it became like a full immersion experience. They mirrored mm-hmm. real walls, real things like you'd have in like laser tag mm-hmm. with a virtual reality thing. So you're kind of seeing it with like a virtual reality skin, so to speak. That's so cool. Um, so like you're literally walking around the space. Yes. And it's so just you're literally walking around. Yeah. You're literally walking <laughs> around and running at times and like spinning and stuff. They had um, first thing we had to do is we had like a keypad. And stormtroopers started uh, coming in and shooting at us. And they're like, all right, use the keypad sequence I just showed you. And we couldn't get it 
even though we were hitting it, we weren't hitting it right. Like we just, it was in real world form. Mm-hmm. So like we ne- we didn't see like the first couple things she did because we were just looking somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Because in video game world, you know where to look. Right. Um. So she did the sequence and then she's like, oh my God, I'll do it again. Uh-huh. You know, because it's a sassy robot. And mm-hmm. we do it and we're actually pressing it into a real keypad that looks very Star Wars because we have that thing. And then... We get guns. We we that opens to get guns so we can defend ourselves. And I do I, I do the virtual reality thing. I'm like, oh, I get a gun, and I kind of just like half mass grabbed it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was tangible. It's it was a real, a real gun. gun. Yeah, I mean, not a real gun, obviously, but it was a real fake blaster mm-hmm. that we had. So like, I basically kind of like knocked it off the wall, uh, assuming <laughs> sure that I wasn't actually. Yeah, assuming that, uh, and they have like eight people watching you, which is really weird because mm-hmm. uh, you can't see those people, mm-hmm. which they figured out as well. Uh, but it's to make sure you don't hurt yourself uh, too badly, <laughs> and uh, they're all over the place. I would lift up my visor at times just to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're shooting like a real gun. It's tangible and you can see it. And they have it all this perfected to like an exact degree, which is the problem with virtuality is always off by a few inches. Mm-hmm. But like I was really dodging blaster things and I could see them coming at me because I they, they slowed it down a little bit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like their blaster guns coming at us and you couldn't die. Just for reference, I found that out very quickly because I got hit. <laughs> I got hit right in the chest with a blaster, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it just vibrated my thing. I am superhero. Like yeah. Super Scott. Yeah, technically. <laughs> uh, and it mattered where you hit him, and you could see your butt. You could see everything. Um, there was a time where I was walking across a bridge shooting, and I actually had a little bit of vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of amazing. Huh. Uh, but That's just, crazy. The, yeah, because it felt so deep and mm-hmm. they put enough tangible stuff in this world to make it actually fully immersive. So, so what I'm cool. trying to say to us is this amazing thing that we're building here will, will be replaced by a robot computer program in a few years. Oh, oh. does that mean I'm going to be a robot? Oh, we'll all be robots. I won't have a choice. Okay. Uh, I'll be a robot managing Anessa robot. And we'll have a robot podcast. All right. Um, that being said, I, I, I feel the build out for this was millions and millions of dollars. And the price point was in like 36, like that's more than a massage. Mm-hmm. $36 for 30 minutes is like. That's awesome. That's yeah, so worth it. It was so worth it. I was shocked there wasn't a line because honestly, it, it wasn't like I was there on a Saturday and it wasn't that popular. Really? And, it, and the look of it, it was be. stellar. Yeah, you would think it would be. It's, it's a good location. It's downtown disney on a saturday right um and there ended up being some more people filling in but like i got right in like Mm -hmm. right in like i paid money and was playing seconds later like i was filling out the form like immediately later um there was no wait whatsoever but i did see a few people waiting afterwards and it is time consuming but yeah we them in with the line (laughs) just a little bit of immersion theater stuff for you that we'd uh you know again it's not necessarily theater it's virtual reality but definitely something cool that's coming for us you know uh sounds attacky yeah it's coming for us (laughs) (laughs) and that's a wrap so this is scott from american immersion theater reminding you that theater is a story about others american immersion theater is a story about you Good night. Good night. Say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah.